Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. We have a primary large segment to share with you today because we have a very exciting collaboration to let you all know about. And so we're going to let you meet our collaborator. For those of you who haven't, many of you probably already know him. And we're going to let you know more about both the collaboration and about what he does in general. So we're very excited to share that. But first, we have some very exciting preemptory stuff to share with you. And I guess we'll share the stuff you guys know about first, which is our classes. We are right in the middle of our series of iOS modules. We have had three. And we will have three more in February. The first one is going to be all about the music app. And this may be of interest to more of you than we might have originally thought. Because if you have certain unlimited plans on Verizon, you are eligible now for a free six-month subscription to Apple Music. But whether or not you are an Apple Music subscriber, There is a ton of information in the music app, and I look forward to walking you through that. Then we're going to be talking appropriately on Valentine's Day about games people play. I've talked to a few of you, and you've said, oh, well, all the modules sound really good, but I'm not into that games crap. Well, I kind of understand that. I'm not a huge game player, but I play some. But we're going to try and cover for the most part, games with a purpose. So games that will help you maybe gain some skills that make it easier to use your iOS device. Also, there are a lot of apps now. There's a lot of talk about training your brain and keeping your mind supple. And while we can't use some of those mainstream apps, there are games, word games and such, that can help with this. They're not necessarily listed as being scientifically proven. That is kind of my opinion, but they can't hurt, and I think they certainly help. So we're going to be kind of taking the high road on games, but we'll be talking about all different kinds. And so I hope that if you join us, we'll consider leaving that skepticism at the door, even if you're not a game player, because you might really find something that you enjoy When I started using my, well, first it was an iPod Touch, but when I first started using it, I thought, oh, I'll never put games on it. I'm not a game player. And I found that there are a few I very much like. And then finally, we're going to talk about the differences between the iPhone and the iPod Touch versus the iPad. That class is called Size Matters, and it will give you an idea of the advantages and disadvantages of both and why you might want both or why you might want to pick one over another. So those are our modules. These are modules 13 through 18. At this point, we have plans for one more set of modules after that. Yes, we are excited about those, and those are in the planning stages currently. Please do know that if you purchase modules 13 through 18, And if you want to get modules that we have already done in that set, that have already occurred, you can do that. You can go ahead, place your order, say if you want 13 through 18, you want all six. We will send you the modules that have already been completed. So don't worry about that. You can still get them. They're not gone. (laughs) You can get access to those. Right. No fear of missing out here. No fear of missing out whatsoever. There is an interim break in the midst of 13 through 18. We just completed module 15, and we'll have our music module in February, as Lisa mentioned, on February 7th. But in the interim, we have our January monthly free class. Most of you may know by now that we have a free class 11 months of the year. (laughs) We don't have one in December. So this is our first class of 2019, and it is called The Power of Your Voice. We're looking forward to this. Lisa and I love to have brainstorming meetings about figuring out things that need to happen, and we tend to get our creative juices flowing. And this is one of the things that we came up with that we thought would be a really useful and perhaps unique way 
to show you guys accessibility in a way that perhaps you haven't really thought of it before. So we're going to talk about ways you can use your voice to make labels and appointments and <laughs> event reminders and all sorts of things you can do with your voice and the many both high-tech and low-tech ways that you can utilize it on a daily basis to make your life easier and more practical and, let's face it, more fun. We're really looking forward to this, and it takes place on Thursday night. All of our free classes are on Thursdays, generally the last Thursday of the month. And this one is definitely the last Thursday of the month. It is Thursday, January 31st, 2019. And to get all the relevant information about the class, please make sure that you are part of our events mailing list. We send event reminders to that list, and we will be sending out that information by the time you get this podcast, most likely. But we will send a reminder email as well to let y'all know all the details for this class. And as usual, if you miss it, it will be recorded, but we encourage you to come live so that you can interact and ask questions, and it will be a good time had by all. We're looking forward to sharing it with you. Now we have a really big announcement. You may have already heard whispers about it, depending on who you follow in social media or what lists you happen to be on in terms of mailing lists. You may already know this. But we have a very exciting announcement, and we should definitely turn this one over to Lisa to share with us. We also should say that you would have heard about this if you were on our newsletter. Yes, you've already heard this. Right. But you can celebrate with us anyway. (laughs) Exactly. We are pleased to announce that we have a book available from National Braille Press. It is called Getting Started with Google Suite. I did the primary amount of writing, but I could not have done it without the help of Kim and Chris. Kim provided proofreading and kind of structural help. And when I would hit the wall or hit a roadblock, she was the one who would suggest direction. Chris helped by basically providing the Google Suite tutorial on which the book was based. And I've actually had people ask me, which is better, the book or the tutorial? And really, I think if you're serious about learning the Google suite of applications, that you could benefit from both. We were talking about this before we went into actually recording, and I said that, you know, I think what I would do if I were trying to learn Google suite is that I would purchase the tutorial and I would listen to that at home and go through it and learn. And I would also purchase the book from National Braille Press. And that is something that I would leave at my office or school or place of work if I did not work from home. And I would use that more as a reference. This is a one-volume book, so it is relatively compact as the title says, will help you get started. It gives you the basics. It gives you the tools that you need to further build on your knowledge and explore on your own. I just wanted to clarify for those that don't know what Google Suite is. It's a suite of productivity applications like Office. So you have Docs, which is a word processor. You have Slides, which is a presentation product. And you have Sheets, which is a spreadsheet application. There are a couple of more applications that are discussed within the book, but... Like Gmail. Right. Right. And they are basically productivity tools. So it's kind of like an office suite, if you will. And a lot of agencies and students and things like that are going the Google suite route because of its collaboration. So you can collaborate with somebody at the same time that you're writing that document. Your friend or your colleague can also be in that same document making changes to it live. And using a screen reader, you know this stuff. So you're well aware of what's going on within the document. I tend to be somebody who I can listen to something and maybe it won't click or I can read something and maybe it won't click. But if I do the other, either listen or read, sometimes it will click. So I think the advantage to having both the tutorial and the book is that if something doesn't 
make sense to you in one way, it may in another. Or you may want the book to look up your quick list of commands for, say, Google Docs. And you may want your tutorial to remind you, essentially in real time, at least in Chris's real time when recording it, how things are supposed to work and how they're supposed to behave. Because this Google Suite is such a popular grouping of productivity apps, they really can be used both for work and for your daily life, depending on how you want to utilize them. And they're no cost to you. So it can be really advantageous to check them out and learn more about how they work. Now, a couple logistical things. We cannot offer the book and the tutorial as a bundle because you can't get the book from us. The book is available exclusively via NBP, National Braille Press, and that's nbp.org for National Braille Press, nbp.org. We will put the direct link to the Google Suite book in the show notes, but if you want to search for it, you can search for Lisa's name or my name or Chris's name, or you can go in and you can type Google Suite, G-O-O-G-L-E-S-U-I-T-E. And obviously that's two words. You should be able to find it that way. The book can be purchased in a number of formats, including hard copy Braille, electronic Braille, DAISY, which is DAISY text, Word. So there are a lot of ways to get it, and you can download it immediately digitally, or you can have it mailed to you on a thumb drive. And your cost is a little different. I think one's 12 and change, and one's 14 and change for right. actually having stuff mailed to you. The tutorial is available from us. And you can get that by visiting mysticaccess.com. Again, if you type in Google Suite, you can find it. And it is $39. That is kind of how logistics work. We definitely encourage you, though, if you want to get the book, to definitely visit NBP. If you are unfamiliar with NBP, as someone who is very passionate about Braille literacy, I, for one, would encourage you to go check them out and check out their mission. If you are newly blind, for instance, you may be unfamiliar with NBP and their mission, or you may just have not heard of them. And definitely encourage you to find out more about them. They're a fantastic organization. They do wonderful work. And we're very pleased to have had the opportunity to create this project for you in collaboration with NBP. So please definitely support their good work, whether you buy our book or something else. But we definitely encourage you, if this topic of Google Suite interests you to check it out. You may be very surprised and pleased. There are also some really nice appendices available in the book. So again, a way to get quick reference commands. And now we are going to take a trip into the Mystic Axis Magic Castle, and we are going to introduce you to Barry Scheuer from Guide Lights and Gadgets. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. Before we get into the always existing magic of our podcasts, we want to start with an exciting announcement, and we did hint at this a little bit on our previous podcast. This is about a new collaborative relationship between Mystic Access and Guide Lights and Gadgets. Many of our listeners may know Barry Scheuer and Kayanne Rausch through their exhibiting of electronics and leather products at numerous conventions over the past five years. In November 2018, we were back-to-back on the annual Stocking Stuffers event on Accessible World. The next day, both Kim and Barry wrote emails to each other about a wave of synergy that seemed to spring from those presentations. And so here we are today. Our first step will be to introduce tutorials for a number of products that GuideLights carries or has developed. Mystic Access will also carry selected GuideLights products on our website. Barry and the three of us have really enjoyed the getting to know you process that comes with any new relationship. For now, we will be introducing tutorials over the next month or two for three GuideLights products. We're going to begin today by telling you about a pair of wonderful and reasonably priced bone conduction headphones. But before we get into all of that, welcome, Barry. Thank you, Lisa. It's really been fun to spend the last, I don't know, 90 days or 60 days playing with lots of emails between the three of you and myself. I felt sometimes we needed to clone, but it's really going to work. It's really a, a really exciting opportunity that we're engaged in. 
Well, it's fun because it's allowed us to get to know more of your products and what you're offering and what you're providing to people while we figure out more about this collaboration and how it looks and how we can share in some of these things together. And that's really, I think, one of the best things about having a community of interested people who are interested in various products is that, you know, we have a lot that we can share between us that people will be interested in and want to know more about. So I think it's a terrific opportunity. And before we dive into our particular topic for today, which is the bone conduction headphones, for those who don't know you, and I'd be surprised if there are a lot of people who don't, but for those who don't, tell us a little bit about Guide Lights and Gadgets and how it began and what you're up to, what you're offering to the market. Well, this company is five years old and is a collaboration between my wife, Kay Roush, who is a guide dog handler and lover and appreciator of all products doggy. And at the same time, about almost, uh, not quite 20 years ago, but pretty close, I had started a company called Talking Solutions. And at the time, we were, actually, we were the company that first really introduced the first talking prescription bottles, which goes back to about 2004. I did that for a couple of years and manufactured some products. And actually, I had five speech engineers working from all over the world who could put speech in anything. They gave me a birthday present of a talking treadmill in 2004, which I wish I still had. But I left this for a while um, because it became harder and harder to work with certain manufacturers in China. And I'd been commuting to China literally on a two-month basis for two years. And the last product that Talking Solutions did, which is sort of the bridge between Talking Solutions and Guide Lights and Gadgets, is when the Victor Stream was first introduced by Humanware, which I believe is around 2006. 2006. The one, yep. thank you, Chris. You're the welcome. one deficiency of that product that we all remember with probably some level of annoyance is that if you step more than three feet away from the Victor Stream one, you couldn't hear it. And the volume was inadequate. And I didn't like that because I used to wander around with my stream and put it places and read. So I went over to China and said, I'm going to make a speaker for the Victor Stream. We matched its impedance. It was, a, some of you all probably remember this. It was this tiny little egg-shaped thing with a 3.5 millimeter plug that came out of it that plugged right into the headphone jack and weighed about an ounce and a half. Yes. So you could actually carry it around with your stream. Walmart actually ended up taking that design and copying it and is selling it in the stores. So flattery is the best imitation. So now we come to 2013, and Kay and I had been together for a couple of years, and I really like blindness technology because my biggest gripe, and I, one of the things I love about this collaborative relationship is that I think we all have the sense that there are times that blindness products are introduced with the essence that it's a small market, so we have to price them in the hopes of making back all of the money that we went into getting the product or purchasing or whatever. I don't think that way. And so when we looked at what we were going to do, the goal on the electronic side was that no product should be more expensive than $75. And we, for the most part, have held to that. There are a couple of exceptions, but our goal is low-cost electronics. Also, we really try and meet trends really quickly. So that when new iPhone models are introduced, and we specialize a lot in various kinds of headphones, earphones, Bluetooth devices, and cases, and just about other things that work you know, with the iPhone and with iOS devices, we end up going through a lot of product changes really quickly, which is one of the reasons that we do not market on particularly on a website. We have a website, which is www.guidelightsandgadgets.us, but we have chosen not to do e-commerce. took it down about three years ago because what we were discovering is that our customers, who are primarily visually impaired customers, they, if you can't see a product or feel it in that sense and you buy it online, you may have a higher level of return rate, not because you're totally dissatisfied, but because you may have gotten something you didn't quite realize what it would do or not do. And we discovered after doing a lot of conventions that our return rate was much higher when we did online work than when we talked to each of our customers on the phone and took orders and figured out, and in one case, I 
love a story that I had one customer who called in and said she wanted a Bluetooth headset. And I said, do you have an iPhone? And she said, no. And I said, well, this isn't going to work for you. Well, I'm sure it will. No, it's not. And I realized sort of then that this was a much better way. So our process is a little bit old school. While catalogs or listings of products are on the website, we usually either do via email or do phone ordering because there are times when things will work for somebody and there are times that there are products that will work better to meet a customer's needs. And one of the things I love about it is I know from the experience, and I have purchased many products from you all, as you know, that I love that the three of you have the sort of same interpretation as we do. We specialize in two lines of products. One is a rapidly changing slate of electronic items, somewhere between, I'd say, I don't know, 50 or 60. And it includes some very gadgety things and then a lot of products that we find that work really, really well. In other words, accessibility-wise, like in a pair of headphones, you've got as many talking features as you can get in a pair of headphones. That gets high marks, and if it's easy to use, we'll decide that we will show it and see what happens with it. We buy a lot of stuff, and we'll show sometimes a product at a convention because we do about 10 to 12 conventions a year. And if it sells, I'll carry more of it. If it doesn't, it goes into the closet. The, the second product packaging, if you will, that came about as an accident is the leather products area, which is approximately now, I would guess, maybe 60 to 70% of our gross business. That happened because Kay and I love flea markets. And we're at a very large flea market that... Few people may know, which is in the Fort Lauderdale area, which is just about the largest flea market on the East Coast. And we picked up a product and we're looking at this product and trying to source it and figure out this is nice. Maybe we could do something with it. It was a phone case, actually. And what shocked us is when suddenly Kay is looking on the internet and says, This product is in Myrtle Beach and that's where we live, <laughs> which turned out to be the largest wholesaler of motorcycle accessories in the United States. We live in Myrtle Beach for the last three years. Both Kay and I are we're retired and we moved down from Boston. I'm a retired attorney. And what we discovered is that the motorcycle culture is alive and well and thriving here. So with that, and also with another flea market experience in Myrtle Beach itself, where we source products to ABC International, which turns out to be the Marshall Wallet Company, and their warehouse is right in Fort Lauderdale also, which is really convenient as my mom is in the West Palm Beach area. So what happened is we went to their warehouse and started talking with their basically sales manager, and they make many, many, many leather products. They have hundreds of them. They're one of the largest wholesalers of leather products probably in the U.S. And again, explaining to people that we have a unique market base, which is obviously preferably blind customers, that our customers are looking for certain things and products. I have this notion, and it's because of myself traveling for 35 years all the time, that we have an inordinate fondness for bags as a group. You can it's never just, have we want to know. No. We can, no, <laughs> no, exactly. You, can, you want lots and lots of bags in your life. When we moved to Myrtle Beach, Kay and I discovered that while we were packing, we packed more in bags than we did in boxes because there were over 200 bags here. And that's collections of, you know, the two of us over 30 years. And so we like bags. We started looking at a whole variety of things from cell phone cases. I particularly like things that make us hands-free. That is waist packs, fanny packs, as they're known, bum bags, whatever people call them. And shoulder bags that stay on your shoulder or across body and that allow you to carry a lot of the things that we carry but other people may not. For example, we ended up with one product, and I'll just tell this and then we can move on to some other things. But last year, I, uh, we were down at the warehouse for ABC International. And one of the things I am always looking for is a product that will carry a braille display. I use HIMS products. I carry, I have a YouTube Mini and I use the Polaris Mini and I've used bigger displays. I'm always looking for the world's largest waist pack. And I think at one point I found it when it was 18 inches from end to end. I've never seen anything bigger than that. That would hold a braille sense. That would hold a, that would hold a U2. But I wanted something that 
we could work with and also carry other things. Well, as we're wandering through the warehouse shelves, and it really is a warehouse, and it's it's you know, it's just shelving up and down and up and down and lots and lots of leather, some faux leather, and I settled and said, "What's that?" And we we had the the person who we worked with sort of trailing the two of us, and well, that that's just a bag. And I said, "No, that's not just a bag. That's a braille display bag." I've started calling it an everything bag because we had given one to a very close friend of ours. And a couple of days later, we were together at a convention and she said, I love this bag so much that here, and she tossed it to me and I thought I was catching a forward pass. It weighed about 10 pounds. She said, I've put everything possible into this bag. And I thought, well, we have a name for it. It's our everything bag. So our leather products encompass phone cases, shoulder bags, backpack purse combinations. We love those things, as do a lot of our customers, because they serve a lot of functions, and they can be relatively small, and they can get relatively large. I guess the last piece, Kim has given them a new name. that Kim is now calling this line of products Squeezies. But yeah, yes, that yeah, I, I when you I said that's it, Kim. That was when I heard that the first time a, a week or two ago. I thought, oh my goodness, it's perfect. And what these are, a lot of us probably remember the old squeeze coin purses, and the leather ones, particularly those made out of lambskin. Although we have two varieties of them, I've discovered a totally new use for them, which is they work wonderfully for headphones and cables and things that tangle. No matter what you do with them. And it's really neat when you want to reach for your pair of headphones. And lastly, the other line of products, and this is again where Kay's love fits in, is we have a really diverse combination of products that I won't say for guide dogs, more for guide dog handlers, obviously. Collapsible bowls, toys, cleaning cloths, and actually one of my favorite products is a Furminator which I, we love Furminators. Actually, Lisa was telling me, we love Furminators, right, Lisa? Yes, oh, we love them. Oh, they're fantastic. Seriously, it doesn't matter if you have brushes and combs and shedding blades and whatever. If you're serious about getting the hair off your dog, you really need one of these things. They're fantastic. It looks like a little rake. It does. And I would call it a denuder, but I suspect that the thought police would probably get me. <laughs> I think you're correct. So, yes. Yes. So... That's one really popular product. The other product, and this is where the company is called Guide Lights and Gadgets, and here's the reason. Kay's first guide dog, whose name is Melody, and she's now 12 and a half, she is the guide light. She is the inspiration. And many of us know, of course, the really unique relationship with the first guide dog. Well, this guide dog, one of her things that used to happen is that when Kay and I were meeting somewhere, and it was usually in a subway station, and she would tell Melody to go find Barry, and it could be a block away, but Melody would find Barry. <laughs> and so that's our guide light, and Aww. she has been that. So when we thought about it, we were thinking about what are we going to call this, and we love dogs, and we love doggy products, and we love gadgets, obviously, so that's how guide lights and gadgets came to be. I want to interject one or two really brief things here. I got a leather purse backpack from Barry, and I think I could go door to door and sell this thing to men and to women alike. I really love it for a couple reasons, and your mileage may vary, but to me, it has enough pockets, but not too many. I had this other purse that I was using before that, and I jokingly would say it gave me pocket panic disorder because... I couldn't find stuff because it was stashed in umpteen million little pockets. But the other reason is it is basically built like one of those sling bags. There are two leather straps and a zipper in between. And they generally, I've found, will work well as a purse. But when I would try to wear it as a backpack, the straps were either too short or it like pulled on the back of my neck. This doesn't do that. I have my wallet and checkbook and phone and other electronics I can't leave home without. I have my Vario Ultra in there. I have an eight ounce stainless steel bottle that I use for water. It fits my cane. It just is fantastic. The other thing that I use those squeezy type purses for is 
not only cables, but let's say that you get a Bluetooth earpiece. Generally, that's going to come with some stuff. So it's going to generally come with a two to three inch little USB charging cable. And it's going to come with a little baggie of extra ear tips. And then I can put everything together all in one place and keep it organized. To me and to all of us, I think the beauty of the whole idea of this collaboration is we at Mystic Access do not have Barry's sales experience with traveling to different places and purchasing products. But what we do have is the ability in clear, concise, easy to understand language to explain those things to you, especially the electronics. We don't really need to, for example, explain this is a leather bag, this unzips. But for some of the electronics, one person's, oh, this is easy, this is a piece of cake, is another person's, oh, somebody please help me, I can't even get it turned on. So that's where really our experiences can coincide. It's that whole philosophy of we really are or we really can be better together than separately. Let me thank you, Lisa, because that's really great. I'm so glad you love that bag. I love those bags. Oh, my gosh. It's my best buddy. Seriously, it's great. (laughs) Let me talk a little bit about that whole line of products because – the other unique thing, and this goes back to the thing I said about Kay and sourcing and discovering that this was in Myrtle Beach. This company really is a worldwide wholesaler of motorcycle accessories. And I mean jackets and clothing, but also on the sort of heavier side of the motorcycle world, going into their store is a true trip. The first time we walked in there, and it was an afternoon, and I will never forget it. I called it Blindies Meet Bikers because it they had no idea of what our world was all about. They followed us around as if they thought anytime we picked up something to examine it, and Kay does have a little vision, but they thought we were going to steal it. And it's really weird to have the president of the company trailing you around the store. And this is a, almost it's a big, big store. And I'm like, wait a minute. We're not going to take all of the uh, the jewels here that you guys have got. We just want to feel the products up. And <laughs> it was a really interesting three-hour sort of building whatever fragile bridge we could. And they finally opened an account for us when we left. And I have a feeling that Jay, the, the CEO, really did not believe that we would do any business. Well, the first order was several thousand dollars because I went through all of their bags and it kept getting bigger from there. The other thing that makes them unique and I think really fits this market is motorcycle people are really rough on leather products. What Lisa was describing that bag is made of cowhide that's a quarter of an inch thick. And they make most of their products actually have their own leather factory, not for everything they do, but for a number of products they're in-house because they know the abuse products take on the back of a bike. And that really fits well with the fact of, oh, let me see, I just dropped my shoulder bag from about 12 feet with my braille display in it. And it's happened probably to a number of us. The odd um, sort of collaboration with the, and we do this with Jam and Leather, and now it's sort of like we walk in there and somebody will come out from the back and just makes you know just grab us and hug and it's very different relationship three years later than when it started out to be so their products are truly unique and we love what they do they have a product which i'm trying to get back in inventory for example called the most durable phone case in america and it is it could probably withstand an armor piercing shell but it's this nice little thing that clips on your belt holds most sized iPhones and Android phones and is just really well made we're trying because at some point they're look they're thinking about phasing that out to a newer model and I'm now having that discussion is I like the old model folks so this is how the the really neat leather stuff evolves and that's why it's such a big part of our business it is lovely stuff. I got a purse from you for myself for Christmas, and I've just 
loved it so much because it's got seven compartments and they're nice zip compartments most of them and one's a snap and you can put so much stuff in it and then all the little leather i got the little leather squeezies from you and a change purse thing it is just you know it's lovely quality stuff and going back to what you were saying about wanting to source things and offer things particularly in the electronics but in leather as well but in the electronics particularly for 75 bucks or less and I know we're going to talk about something that is not quite there. It's a little more in terms of price range, but not by much. And it comes into a relatively competitive market and something that is very useful and valuable to many of us, particularly anyone doing some traveling, is a bone conduction headphone. And there is a big player in this market that many of us know about. But what you're offering and what we're very excited to collaborate on is this bone conduction headphone that you're offering that is about half the price, <laughs> essentially. Well, that got started for the very reason, and thank you, um, Kim, that got started because of exactly what you said. The major competitor in the market makes a really quality line of products. They're expensive products, and there are some people who just find that there are characteristics of that product that do not work as well as they, they might like them to. And what happened here is this is the example of how guide lights and gadgets works. I had tried out that line of products. I didn't like them, and so I went shopping. Now, one of the things that makes this different is, I, as I said before, I have done extensive work in China. So I really do know how to talk to Chinese companies and work with them. And even as far as getting a product made from scratch, although and I don't think we'll do that anymore. It's too expensive. So when this started out about a year and a half ago, I went to all the other companies that I could find that did bone conduction stuff, and I started buying things. And I probably bought 15 pair from various manufacturers, sometimes using the Alibaba site, sometimes a site called DHgate, and starting to communicate and talk to folks about what their products could do. And I got a pair of headphones, which is the predecessor of our bone conduction set, that amazed me with their versatility. They were not particularly blind-friendly at the time, but they were comfortable. You could wear them for a fairly long period of time. They had good sound quality, though it was not nearly loud enough, and that's always the problem with bone conduction headphones. And because the way they had the, the pieces Bone conduction headphones uniformly have a problem, and the problem is called bleed-through. And I don't know if that's a precise audio term or not, but it means that who's ever standing three to six feet away from you has the joy of listening to your conversation through the headphones because they go on your face, and the angle is not perfect, and you will have listeners next to you, which may or may not be annoying. We come to this one company, and I started communicating with their sales director. And what amazed me at first was her command of English in the emails. And when you do business with a number of Chinese companies, you realize that you've got to be extremely precise. If you are not, things get manufactured or produced or sent to you, not really what you intended. And permit me a 30-second story of how something can go totally wrong when you're trying to put a product together. I always wanted a set of Bluetooth headphones that in the winter months you could wear as a protector also. In other words, like a beanie or like earmuffs that went around, something that really covered you and protected you when there was snow and wind and at the same time gave you Bluetooth capability for using a, a GPS app, for example. So I kept trying and looking, and some of them were too thin, and some of them didn't fit right. And I finally, and I was with a friend uh, looking on one side, she said, I've got it. This is going to be the perfect product for what you want. So let's order it. Well, we ordered, oh, I don't know, 30 or 40 of them. And that's an outlay of about twelve to $1,500. And when the product came in, I looked at it and felt it and went, um, what is this? It would look like a bowl with an open top. And it had polyfill of three inches on each side with the little Bluetooth piece in it. It was not something that you could easily fold down to mail. It was like a hat, a topless hat 
that was so thick you couldn't squeeze it. And it was uncomfortable within about two minutes of putting it on. Well, then we had the final interesting little thing. So I put it aside and then, well, we goofed and my, my you know, I got to be a little more careful when we order and stuff. So I put it away. And then I noticed a smell in the office about three to four months later. And this product not only was a Bluetooth headset, it came with little growing things inside it, I think oh. called mold. Oh. oh. You know what got thrown out immediately. And so we have to be careful as we talk to folks. And this is what got my attention when it came to the bone conduction headphones. The communication language was very precise. And we wrote back and forth and they really liked the idea of a product that could work compatibly within the visually impaired spectrum. And they said, we want all of your suggestions of features that you need that'll make it work better for you. Well, I'm now in shock because that is the first time, and this is again, almost 20 years that I've ever had a Chinese company say that to me. It's like, you tell us how we can make the product better for you, even though we're making it for the general public. So I gave it, and, and again, I wish I'd had you all with me because you guys do such a great job in product evaluations, and that's why I've been purchasing products for Mystic for a couple of years. So I said to them, we need more volume, and we need particularly to get rid of the bleed-through concept. Now, trying to explain that in English to somebody whose primary language is Mandarin can be really interesting. Well, what shocked me is the email back and said, we'll take care of it in the next 30 days and we'll send you the prototypes when we're done. So at this point, I'm thinking, this is different. Something is going on. So a friend of mine has done enough work in private investigation. And I said, you need to check this person out. Can you do a little bit of profiling for me and find out about her background? Well, it turns out, of course, that she came to the United States for college and basically did her education at Haverford and Bryn Mawr in Pennsylvania. Well, that explains a lot. So these folks are just wonderful. And I've, every suggestion we give them, they take and they say they're going to work with it. And they have. This is a... First of all, you, when you open, when you get the headphones in the mail, the first thing you want to do is hug the case. It's this really nice feeling leather square case that, I mean, they, they paid attention to the, actually that's quite square. It's about four inches by six inches by about, oh, I'd say two inches thick. And it feels like an oversized you, glasses case. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. On three yeah. out of the four sides. Yeah. And it's, but it's rectangular, which a lot of glasses cases are sort of sculpted. Yeah. The other thing that I noticed, one of the things when I'm always looking at leather products, I always look at zippers because when you look at the zipper pull, which is technically the name for the little thing that you zip around, you can tell if that zipper pull is flared, meaning that it's not flat, it sort of flares out the end, that it's a quality zipper. And we use that in looking at leather products. And when I saw that on these cases, I was thinking, these folks really know what they're doing. So you open this up, and the bone conduction headphones are under a strap, a strap that goes across half the case, and it keeps them very, very secure. The thing about them that is very different from the other major product line is these things fold down really small. They fold down to a length, I'd say, three and a half inches. And that's pretty nice if you don't want to carry the case and you just want to stuff them in your pocket. You can do that. You feel the durability of these things when you open them up. They are not made of a cheap plastic, even in the folding hinges. Now, you wear these, and it's a little confusing the first time you put them on because the first instinct is probably to put them over the front of your head. You're going to put them over your head with the round. It's, it looks like a half circle, and that's going to go behind your head. And then the two pads, the little round things that fit on your face or your ears, go to the side. So you're wearing the headband on the back of your head. And the beauty of it is that the side pieces are adjustable because they fold. There's like a hinge there, and they twist a bit. What that gives you, and this is the major modification I was excited about. These folks figured out how to 
angle the side pieces properly so they lay flush against your ears or your face. You don't have to keep them on your ears. You can. Now, they're a little louder if you do it that way. If you move them an inch off to your face, and what these are is that they have a little rubber on them. They're about three quarters of an inch in diameter, and they are flat. That is the part that is in contact with the bones in front of your ears or on your ears itself. The other thing that I immediately liked as soon as I started to work with them, all the controls are in a really convenient place. They're the right side of the headphone piece. And it's very simple to pair them. It's very simple to change the volume, which it wasn't initially. That's something else they fixed at my request. And what we ended up with is a quality product for a very reasonable price. And they are making every effort with us to make sure that even at lower volumes, because we're not gonna be like a customer who buys 10,000 pieces, but they are giving us the same preferential pricing that they give to their much larger customers. And that is also unique in sort of our space. That doesn't usually happen, especially with Chinese companies. So all the signs were right, were working for this particular partner. And the emails that I get every couple days talking about features, we're now working, and actually they produce another model, which we will talk about at some point, that is more intended for folks with some hearing challenges. And they are constantly working to make these as, I guess I would say, as blind friendly as possible. That when you get a partnership like that, it's something that you really like doing and working with and trying to sort of be an advocate for as a product. So that's how this came to be. I have used the Aftershocks headphones in the past. And I say what I'm saying not to put them down because they are a good product and a lot of people use and like them. But two things made them not very workable for me. Actually, three. One is they are this sort of rigid horseshoe shape. And because they don't fold, you almost needed to carry them in their rather large case because if you didn't, you ran the risk of breaking them. And that meant that in a bag with already limited space, they were taking up quite a lot of room. I also found that the way that they pressed against my head or my face, if I wore them for more than about a half an hour, I would get a headache. And when I received mine, for some reason, we were having air pressure changes all over the place, and I had a headache. And I thought, okay, I'm just curious. So I put them on and I put music on and I had them on for about three hours. And I would love to say they cured my headache, which they did not, but they did not make it worse, which was lovely. Also, I think this has changed a bit, but the old aftershocks, the controls were on the back. So you're basically bringing your arm behind your head and you're doing these kind of acrobatics. And so with these, having the controls on the ear is very nice and very convenient. That reminds me of, you know, wireless earbuds or, you know, earphones, Bluetooth earphones that have the controls on one side of the your ear. So that makes sense to me. The other thing I did want to clarify, when you said I received these, I wanted to make sure that the ones you were talking about were the ones from Barry that we're talking about and not that you received the aftershocks because that's what I kind of thought for a second. No, no. Sorry about that. Yeah. When I received the ones from Barry, they were, to me, the experience was superior in every way. I love the case. I love the fact that they're very light. They're very easy to wear. For those people who know our product line for the hardware that we carry, you'll be pleased to know that it has really nice American female voice prompts in it. As Barry said, they do connect, and they connect very quickly and easily when you are connecting them via Bluetooth. I also really like the fact that they're black, and they have apparently little red accents around the ears where the little flat earpiece lives. 
So they're very stylish, and you can wear them with anything, and they're not going to look weird. So as a relatively fashion-conscious girl, that kind of matters to me, and I want to know that I'm not going out in public with, you know, neon green headband resting around my head when I'm wearing a little black dress or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I think that kind of thing, is the aesthetic is important, but of course the usage is also very important, and these are very easy to use. I was very new to this technology. I had never used phone conduction headphones prior to this and was very anxious to try them out. And once I discovered how to wear them, which was the trickiest part, <laughs> once I did that, everything worked great. And the other thing I really like is that there's very little, if any, bleed through, depending on your volume. So that part is so nice and really helpful. So whether you're reading a book or listening to music or walking down the street utilizing your GPS, then you don't have to worry about the person standing next to you hearing the lovely chapter in your book or the song that you're playing or your GPS directions. So yeah. it's very diverse and very convenient for usage. When I got mine, one of the first things that I did after, of course, pulling them out of the package and putting them on was going out with uh, Nearby Explorer and using the bone conduction headphones as what I would deem them for my specific needs to be a high priority, which is traveling around outside with your ears not covered or a single ear not covered. And I was able to hear the GPS and I was able to hear the upcoming cars and, and stuff that you're supposed to hear because your ears aren't covered. I used mine because I was walking especially this time of year, I do a lot of walking in place with small hand weights or whatever for workouts. And I want as much input as I can get. So I didn't just want music because that's nice and it has a beat, but you know, I've heard this song before. This is kind of boring, but I didn't just want to read a book because I wanted a beat. And so what I did was I put, I think I was listening to an audible book and so that was playing on my iPhone and I used the bone conduction headphones. And then I had music playing on my Amazon Echo. So essentially I had two things coming in my ears and because they were coming in at different points sort of, it made distinguishing them very easy and I didn't have to max out my iPhone's volume just to be able to hear the audible book. And so the uses for these are really incredible. It's kind of like if you've played any of the audio games and you can hear people talking and people moving and maybe you can hear cars going by and it's they usually describe it as an immersive 3D experience. Well, this gives you that in real life without the fear of traveling with your ears covered. Your ears aren't covered with these. You can actually put earbuds in your ears. I've tried it just because I was curious. You can actually put earbuds in your ears and still hear your bone conduction headphones. So if you want to be able to hear your GPS, or maybe you're using Ira and they're guiding you, but you want to not miss out on oh, little unimportant things like traffic, <laughs> then you can hear both. You really have the best of both worlds with these. I think another great use case scenario is that if you were in a bus terminal or at an airport at your gate and yep. you want to catch your plane or you know you've got your connecting flight coming up, you can read or you can listen to music without the stress of thinking, God, you know, am I going to miss something important here? You know, I'm going to wear one headphone on my ear and look dopey, you know? So I think that is another really great use case. Part of the reason that we were so, I guess, aggressive in seeking out a product like this, I became an IRA user about 18 months ago, pretty early on. And it became very clear to me within the first month, number one, that just having their MiFi and their glasses or using your phone, there were lots of accessories that would enhance the experience. So for example, our best-selling product is a neck pouch that 
allows you to put your phone at any level between your waist and your throat. And along with that, I was looking for a quote, a product family, if you will, that really gave added value to Ira. And 18 months into it, we probably have five or six products that have IRA relationships. And one of them will also be one of the first products that we're working with with Mystic Access. Anything that you can make the experience better using GPS is a good thing. I'm a blind square user. And I don't, I like the old American Express commercial, don't leave home without it. Blind square goes on before I go out the door. And usually the bone conduction headphones go on before I go out the door. Because right away, I want to know where I am. And in the case where we lived previously, where I was using GPS in Boston, we lived on an impossible street corner that you really, if you did not pay attention, you had a really high likelihood of getting killed. As a matter of fact, it was so bad that the Mass Department of Transportation finally built us a private sidewalk so that we get it across the street without being turned into hamburger. I was always looking for stuff that would allow me to cope with blind square while hearing this large volume of traffic just fly past. So a lot of me, what's motivating now, both in terms of leather products and little add-on accessories, audio products or electronics, are things that have a niche working with Ira. I just want to add one thing about the neck pouch, which is a little off our topic, but not really. We've done worse. I've done worse. A and you did times, do a demo comparing yes, it. So yes. yes, we have discussed a little bit before. Yes. A few podcasts ago, I did a comparison of two cell phone carriers. And one was a silicone kind of thing that I got off of Amazon. And I really loved it until I didn't. Because what happened was the one strap, and there are four straps that hold each of the corners in place, one of the straps broke. And that happened Friday. And so I am exclusively using the neck pouch that I got from Barry for that purpose when I need to contact Ira, when I need to have my phone hands free, because the setup, it's not dependent on those corners. It's basically a pouch. And so it's not going to break. And if for some reason, which I don't expect because it's pretty sturdy, if the strap that goes around your neck were to break, it would be easily replaceable. Unfortunately, with this product, as much as I liked it, once it broke, it was done. And so just kind of an update on all of that. It was very unfortunate, but on the other hand, I felt grateful to have such a wonderful choice for a backup. Barry alluded to something that I wanted to touch on, which is the fact that, obviously, as we said earlier, this is a collaboration. And so what we're going to be doing is a couple of these products, like the bone conduction headphones that we've been primarily talking about today, we will be offering some available for you guys to purchase via the Mystic Access site. But of course, our initial claim to fame was the tutorials that we do. So we are also going to be offering a tutorial on the bone conduction headphones to give you some ideas of use case scenarios and some ideas of different ways that you can utilize them in your life to make your life easier and make your life perhaps more convenient or more fun. So we're going to be sharing in our customary style what they're like, how to orient you to them, how to utilize them. We're going to share as much as we can of the voice available. Because of the way they're built, that's going to be a little bit tricky, but we have some ideas and we're going to figure that all out. We're very excited about this. And while we can't give you complete pricing details and details of logistics at this point, we wanted to take today as the essentially the intro to introduce you to Barry and to the work that he does and the products that he offers and how we're going to be collaborating on some of these things in future. So we're totally excited about this. Of course, we'll keep you up to date via the podcast, via newsletters, and let you know how this shapes up and when we are going to be offering these. But it's a very, very exciting time. and We're really looking forward to it. It definitely is. And I want to just reiterate one thing, and that is that if you want to visit our websites, we are, of course, at mysticaccess.com. 
And Barry is at guidelightsandgadgets.us. And the and in guidelights and gadgets is spelled out. It's not the and sign. And of course, we will have links to everything in our show notes. Absolutely. So in what is probably one of our longest podcasts ever, we want to thank you, Barry, for joining us. And we will be talking to you again soon, I'm sure. I think we'll probably be developing the Gadget Corner or something similar where we have you on and we focus on, at least for a time, some of these collaborative items and then some things that are unique to guidelines and gadgets. The neat thing about this is the way I describe what we are in the electronics area, when I'm talking to the people about what the company is, we tend to find stuff that isn't readily available. And what that really can mean is, in 2003, I traveled around the world looking for blindness products. And some of those connections still exist. And I'm always trying to find things that either for whatever reason may not have made it into the U.S. market or may be only available from one small vendor without an awful lot of publicity about the product. So the fit, the synergy with the ability to explain and how to use a product is just a really dynamic invitation. I've been thinking about a relationship like this for about a year. And it was sort of, where do we go? And again, this was just the, the stocking stuffers that, you know, that started it out. At one point, I think, and also what we will do is, because obviously there will be tutorials on a number of products, but we're not going to do tutorials on everything. So at some point, we'll probably do in the corner a description of just go through the whole leather product line of different kinds of things in that. So we are guidelights, www.guidelightsandgadgets. US. And I want to note for people who have sort of looked at us before that we were a .com site up until about a year ago. And the .com site says that the domain is for sale, and that may be true, but that doesn't mean the company is. And that's, we have switched to the U.S. platform. So I want to highlight that. And then two other ways to sort of place an order and work with this. On our website, there is a contact form, which you can use, which emails me or Kay, depending on whether you want gadget products or doggy products. The other way is to call or email either of us directly, and I'm going to give both sets of contact info. For me, it is, and the last name again, Eloquence does not like my name. It hasn't liked it for 10 years. It's Barry, B-A-R-Y. The last name is S-C-H-E-U-R. The email is B as in boy, Shoyer, my last name, at Shoyer.com. We've actually had our own domain since 1994. So that's B Shoyer at Shoyer.com. And for K, for the dog products, it's K-R-A-U-S-C-H, her last name, Rausch, also at Shoyer.com. The phone numbers are, are different, and they're both Massachusetts numbers, which, as I say, is confusing because we're in South Carolina. But if you're interested in discussing gadget products, and I get a lot of calls from people to figure out if something is right for them. And that's part of the way we think about the business itself. What's going to work for you? Do we have something that can work for you? And that's sort of how we think. The contact for me is 617-969. 7,500. I will say that my cell is not always quickly available to me. And so it may be a few hours, even during normal business. We're not, again, we're in retirement. So this is not full time. It's when I'm doing other stuff that I get finished and then look at the cell phone. So you may call and not find me during the day, but I will return the call within 24 hours. Kay is probably better at this than I am. And her number is 781. 286-1696. I just want to finish this wherever we put it. It's saying, folks, the more we do together and the more we talk together, the more I realize that this was a really, really good idea. 
I'm really just really excited and I just love working with the three of you and it's the emails and the phone calls are constant and we'll just keep it up. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. Well, after that very extensive trip into the castle, we don't have much else to share except that we hope you guys have a great couple of weeks until we next speak to you. If you are on our mailing lists, definitely stay tuned on there. We always have goodies to share. And remember that the new book is available through National Braille Press. Check that out. And we hope to see some of you at our upcoming free January class. Thanks for listening as always. We appreciate having you as part of our community. And we'll talk to you in February. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and desire to discover how our comprehensive products and services may support and empower your assistive technology journey, we welcome your visit at www.mysticaccess.com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have something to share about this podcast episode, press 4 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com. Connect with us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Your friends and colleagues may listen and subscribe at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. Our latest five episodes are also available via phone by calling 701-801-8527. If you enjoy our episodes, consider leaving us an iTunes rating and review. Your comments are greatly appreciated. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode.